Hey, everybody, this is Chad Daniels. Thanks a ton for checking out the show this week. Uh, we have had a lot of fun doing this while in quarantine. It has made us feel normal a little bit. So your listenership is so appreciated. Uh, we thank you for sticking around and, and doing this, and we hope your quarantine is going well. Uh, Cy will be joining me momentarily when we hop on the episode, but just wanted to let you know we have two great recommendations for albums. We have Andy Woodhull's Live from Elkhart. I believe Cy mentioned that uh, one time before. Andy Woodhull Live from Elkhart. So, so funny. Um, just great writer and such a lovable human being. And my friend Fritz Nothnagel, who's also a comedian, opened those shows for Andy. So I'm assuming you can hear his voice uh, at the beginning of that album. Also, Mark Normand, who was a guest on the podcast a while back. Uh, so funny. Such a great episode. Wonderful stories. He has a new special on YouTube called Out to Lunch. Please check that out. He is uh, just... You know, so dang funny and so so wacky and kooky, but it's like a it's like a enjoyable wacky kooky, not annoying. Um, and his but his one liners and his jokes are so funny and so well written that uh, it just all work. It comes together. It's like you you know when you make a marinade, but uh, or you're you're cooking a spaghetti sauce or something, and you you do it quickly and you pour it out, and not everything is gelled together. Uh, this is not it. Mark Norman's act is like a spaghetti sauce that simmers for two hours before you use it. All the spices are on every piece of meat. It's just work of art. So Andy Woodhall, live from Elkhart, Mark Norman, out to lunch. Also, listen to the end of this episode. We have some news on a possible new t-shirt. Love to know what you think. Uh, that is it. I'm going to let Cy in the room. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere across from me already laughing and smiling because he knows I'm about to blow a goddamn gasket, is Cy Amundsen. Hello, Chad threw a chair before Hello. the show started. I, I broke three dishes. I threw, I didn't throw a chair. I stood up forcefully using my arms. <laughs> and it is one of those folding chairs that you put in a bag to go watch soccer games that I have in my cabin. And mm -hmm. it flew through the air and knocked over a bunch of things. Honestly, uh, I think it's the chair's fault. You're right. Listen, I can't help how strong I am. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know who's not here? The guy that installed my internet. Let me tell you <laughs> what we're doing. We are on <laughs> FaceTime again this week because I'm at the cabin and I got internet installed and it was working perfectly. I could do whatever I wanted at whatever speed I wanted. I could be watching a movie on my computer. I could be playing video games on my television. I could be doing it all. I could have 10 people Fast here. Fast forwarding porn at any rate you want. That I could be using my Green Mountain Grill. We're not sponsored yet. I could be <laughs> using my Green Mountain Grill that has Wi-Fi to tell me when my pork roast is done. I, I could be doing it all. Not a problem until the fucking moment... <laughs> We want to record a podcast and all hell breaks loose on my router and my modem. And I probably have COVID because the guy that put him in, I was 
doing i was setting up the router on my computer and like all of a sudden i felt something like a little butterfly land on my shoulder and it was just his chin he was like looking in you know how people watch you when you're playing solitaire to make sure you put the black seven on the red eight that's what he looked like just perched up there like a little butterfly just fluttering his wings wondering well i wonder what this is all about what are you doing over here and i was like i can smell your breath man he goes oh sorry cigarettes i go no but covid remember <laughs> how about not how about you don't do that and he was the nicest guy but don't flutter your little butterfly chin onto my shoulder man oh man if you got covid from a cable guy sticking his chin on your shoulder as long as you survived it, that's a fun story for us. I mean, <laughs> maybe not fun. It'd be really negative during, but boy, oh boy, that is a that is a home run middle of somewhere moment. Yeah, I guess that is true where I'm just like on a ventilator trying to talk to you. And then everyone that's listening sends me little butterflies that look like a chin that just land on my shoulder. Hey, you know who else I'm missing? Hay bales. Dude, I miss hay bales uh, on a number of levels. One, I think we both care about him gr a great deal. That's as true. As a human man, too. Absolutely. He has this innate ability via his presence of sucking up you and I's emotions before the start of a show. We can both come yeah. in in a very bad place and he's very positive and he always wears the fucking dumbest thing anyone's ever seen. And we get to just, <laughs> we just get to hone in on his outfit and then we all laugh and he, and I miss it. I do. I miss it a lot. Hay Bales to me looks like he dresses like, you know, when, when people wake up out of a dream screaming something, mm -hmm. I feel like Every dream he wakes out of and he's screaming something, it's Freebird. That's what he looks like to me. He's just screaming, Freebird! If if you found out he ran like an online class for preppers, like doomsday preppers, would that surprise you in the least? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because of his shoes. If he wore boots with everything else, I'd be like, all right, he's got, he's definitely has a map to underground Montana. That's true. He's more of a, he's more of a, I would be more surprised to see him in boots than I would Crocs. That's his vibe. <laughs> okay. That's fair. You know who else I miss? Queso hermano. Yeah. Yeah. I also miss him. I just miss people. I just uh, yeah. fucking miss people. You know, I wouldn't want a cable guy breathing on me, but just some, some fun human contact. You know what? Let me backtrack that. I don't fucking miss anybody. You know, I wanted to get on board with you there. I tried. I, I want to say that I miss people. I don't. Not during the pandemic. I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm still in the place I was. And guess what? And we'll, we can get into this later. But these rich whites, you know, everybody acts, <laughs> everybody acts like the enemies of the pandemic are these hillbillies and these conspiracy theorists and these guys with their guns at the Capitol. And there's some truth in that. But the real enemy are these uppity rich whites. And as you know, I have moved amongst the rich whites. My brother That's and true. I and our two working wives combined all of our incomes to rent a house amongst the rich whites. We are not uh, enjoyed by the rest of the neighbor people, but these motherfuckers throwing parties on their lawn and shit like yeah. they they are acting like they can't get COVID and they probably can't. Can I ask you something? Do, do you feel like... What you bring to the situation in the house with the median income is that you just make them divide it by four instead of three. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that, okay. That, that I bring everybody else's responsibility down a little bit. That's sure. my biggest pro. And you know what? What do we get? What do we get as a reward for that effort? Gerald and Alice throwing a, a birthday party on their driveway with 80 neighbors. I can't. I just, I just, <laughs> I just want to just go throw something at them. I, I under, I, I, I fake off duty copped a bunch of uh, kids playing lacrosse because Rich White's, we have a, a field near our house and all yeah. their kids get together and they play. I don't know if there's a richer, whiter sport than lacrosse, but. It's a, yeah, it's a bunch of white kids that couldn't skate but wanted to play hockey. Yeah, it's uh, the only way lacrosse could be richer and whiter is if you did it on horses. And I think that's also a game, right? I, th I think, yeah, it's polo, I believe. Yeah, it's, they're, they're similar. So yeah, the, but they are out there and they were out there for like five days in a row. And finally, I put my mask on and I strolled <laughs> up and I just told them that I was uh, I was an Eden Prairie police officer. And I go, I've been letting this happen for a few days. But if I see you guys out here tomorrow, the cops will be here and this will be an issue. And I didn't <laughs> I didn't extrapolate on that because I didn't know what sort of issue there could be. And they have rich white parents who probably have lawyers and can check up on stuff. But they yep. weren't there the next day. And today huh. it's raining. So I'm a hero. Well, I don't know if it's why hero. don't you have all your grandmas write me a letter because I'm saving their lives. <laughs> Just thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you can write a thank you back with your COVID. God damn it. If I go to really if I moving. go to if I go to jail during COVID for pretending to be an undercover cop, yeah. That would be a pretty huge bummer for me. <laughs> uh yeah, I haven't had to do any of that stuff. I've been at the lake and I got a dog. Poe has arrived. Oh, Poe, and you that picture you sent. Boy, oh boy, I could just love that dog for all of eternity. Yeah, yeah. He's about as adorable as anything that could ever happen. But you know Golden who's not... Golden Doodle, right? Golden Doodle? Yep. Yeah, uh, no, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. Golden Doodle. But you know who isn't adorable, I've found, is everybody else. Because <laughs> no one thinks I can raise a dog. I've been getting a lot of, uh, how are you going to do that? And it's like, you know, who, you know who has raised a dog? A fucking dog. <laughs> and I'm smarter than a dog? So I feel like I can get this done. I don't have six nipples, but I only got one dog. I don't have the whole litter. Well, but you've also, you've had kids. Thank you. That's my point. It's like, I've raised, I've helped raise, let's be honest. I've helped yep, raise, share raised two human beings. And it's like, with Isaac, when I was potty training Isaac, because right now that's a big thing. You got you to house train the dog. When we were potty, yep. tracing, potty training Isaac, it was like, hey, here's a little Cheerio. Aim for the yeah. Cheerio. That's a, have you ever seen a Cheerio? It's tiny. Oh, that's smart. You know what I say to Poe? I say, go outside, go potty. Like all of it. He has. That's it. He has the earth. The earth is on. his Cheerio. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. So I know that I can do it. I know for an absolute fact, but it's, uh, the toughest part for me is how cute he is. And I know I'm going to let him get away with stuff. Oh Yeah. How did you, how did you train Kevin? I mean, I know you got a dog whisperer, but for those that haven't listened before, if you're wondering who Kevin is, it's Frank from Frank Kevin the dog. Um, 
Kevin is my Kevin Costner. The dog is my toy poodle. And Chad, uh, I like to disagree with you. I think that's, uh, you know, I think that is very evident on this show at times. But I'm going to fully hop on your side here and tell you that obviously you can raise a dog because I did it. And I'm a maniac. (laughs) And I I have I have gone against every piece of conventional wisdom in dog raising. And Kevin's still alive. Like he hasn't bit anybody. He 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 goes to the bathroom outside and he's alive. So I dude, I don't know, man. It's it's like the easiest shit in the world. It's just I think the people who are bad at raising dogs just can't form good habits. It takes sure. to me you it's like, hey, take your dog out every three hours, two to three hours at these exact same times every single day until they establish a routine. You want to train the dog like we taught Kevin how to do the if you're happy and you know it spin around dance like it's just fucking repetition and sure. commitment and uh, that being said he did almost bite my brother greg the other day but <laughs> greg looks kind of like a giant handsome woman and that has to be confusing to kevin madonna scale madonna scale yeah i've been doing the very positive reinforcement training so He doesn't even like treats. Poe doesn't like treats. So you're supposed to use treats to potty train outside. When they go to the bathroom outside, you say, good boy, blah, blah, blah. But I've really been amping up the positivity. Okay. And the problem is I haven't been able to turn it off because my neighbor came over and gave Uh me cookies that his wife made. And I said, good boy. (laughs) And I'm not even kidding you. I just like... (laughs) I'm I'm trying to train the dog with repetition, and then now I'm falling into it. <laughs> that guy, and this isn't somebody you've known for a while. This is a new neighbor, right? Right. Yeah. So so he probably wasn't expecting a thanks for the cookies, good boy. Yeah. He went home. He's like, hey, honey, I love that we try to ingratiate ourselves with the new neighbors, but yeah. that guy's going to put on an animal costume and fuck one of us to death if we go anywhere <laughs> near his property again. He good-boyed me. I gave him a gift, and he, me, a human being, he good-boyed me. He's a furry. <laughs> who's, a, who's a good neighbor? Who's a good neighbor? Who wants to go for a swim today? <laughs> it's going to get ugly. It's going to get real ugly. <laughs> I Speaking of ugly... I've been watching a lot of television. We've discussed okay, that. Okay, sure. And I've been, in the morning, I, I was watching, earlier this week, I was watching the History Channel. Yep. Uh, because they had on a show called Who Discovered America? And it was, here's the thing, it was one of those old classic History Channel shows. Like, do you remember okay. like 10 years ago when the History Channel was all like narrated documentaries with experts? They were just documentaries sure. about interesting historical stuff. And somewhere along the line, one of the executives of CMT got a job at the History Channel. Country music, like, country music yeah, something? C- country music television. One okay. of the, one, one of the guys who had previously booked the Blue Collar Comedy Tour mm-hmm. got a job at the History Channel and started launching two types of shows that are both terrible. One, these bullshit like reality job shows like, you know, Pawn Stars and shit like that. And two, and this one is way worse, the documentaries that are about the people trying to figure shit out. They're like, in 1479, a ship sank off of what is modern day Panama and it had 
eight pounds of gold on it. Uh, now we will follow the journey of Professor Dickface and archaeologist <laughs> Jim. And then the whole thing is you watch these guys try to find something they never find. It's the worst. It's the worst television in the world. Well, I, I hate that they and then, then they say like, and we know this because of the journals. But I, I've no, read my, I've read my kids journals. And it was like, uh, today my dad got mad at me because I ate pizza wrong. And it's like, I've never been mad at you for eating pizza wrong in your life. Why are you being such an asshole in your journal? You're yeah, going to remember is... this awkwardly, and then they're going to make a History Channel show about it, and I'm going to look like a prick. So Chad's going to look like a prick just because we're trusting the words of a journal. Thank you. So I sit down to watch it for two reasons. One, it's an old school documentary, and okay. that's, what, that's my version of the History Channel. Two... I want to learn some stuff because I love to outwoke the woke. You know the woke, the yes, woke, com the woke community who likes to get out there and you, you, you know, and uh, it's uh, you know, the Columbus. A lot of people say Columbus discovered America, which obviously he did not. But they, you know, they they get really upset about that and they say, well, there are original Americans who did it. And anything I can have to look more woke than those people and mm -hmm. fuck up their conversations, like, mm -hmm. well, technically, uh, you have to go back and understand where original Americans came from and how they crossed the Bering Strait and all these things and give credit to the right places. Plus the Polynesians. Polynesians discovered a lot of shit. They sure and did. So I, I in just canoes, wanna... by the way. In canoes. In canoes. And Remember I'm... the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria? Those right? with ships. I know, that's what I'm saying. And so I'm saying, every, they, we all remember those boats, but the canoes weren't named. They just had like a canoe with a little we don't tip over thing on the side. Yep. And they discovered and they, everything. They discovered everything. And so I love to bring that up with the woke. I'm a big, I'm a big outwoke the woke. I, I just, ah, it, and it's as we go through, like, I think I've been on the internet more, so I see it more. And I think I'm going to become more of that guy where people are like, ah, oh, just... Yeah, we brought our kids gender-neutral toys. We just want them to grow up however they want them. They're like, oh, that's great. Jen and I actually got a prosthetic baby penis made, and we put it right next to our daughter's vagina. So every time she looks down, she doesn't even know what she has. And later on, she'll decide which one of those she wants to keep. Like, I just, I want to, like, and by the way, I'm all for gender neutral. Like, live sure. your life. I just don't like the people who... The, the woke supporters, and I want yeah. to out-woke them. I want to be better than them. Yeah. Just quickly, you are going to have some trouble with potty training. Yeah. With that prosthetic penis. Oh, with the double. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's going to be kind of a nightmare where she's standing in a urinal and it's just going down her between her legs. She's like, what the f I got a leak in my nutsack. Can you imagine a pair? Like you always say like that, like my favorite, least favorite thing is the slippery slope where people are like, next thing you know, people are going to want to marry their cats and dogs. <laughs> But the, the, the truth is, that's not a good reason to oppose progress. But the other truth is that nobody ever talks about is like the slipper that that thing always does also happen. It's not indicative of like a mass movement in society. But right. there is always like one guy who's like, well, fuck you then. <laughs> I, I identify as shrubbery. Like, there's always one of those people. So as much as it's funny to joke about the parent who's like, what if we put a prosthetic dick on our baby so they could choose? I, I'm not convinced that's, that won't be a thing someday. I'm not for convinced one, it's like not already. Person. 
Yeah, not not for like a group. I'm not worried about it as a movement. But right. there's some some like guy out there and his wife who named their kid like you know Galaxy or Wind or some shit like or that. A fourteen dash three. Yeah, a bunch of assholes. Imagine being a parent, knowing how hard life is, and then going also. I'm going to give you a name where everyone makes fun of you for not only just like because you're a normal kid, whatever you're going to normally get made fun of for. Now I'm going to add this. Your name is A13-2. Fucking best of luck to you. And I don't know if everybody who's listening knows that. That's what Elon Musk actually named his human child. Well, it's something like that. I don't know. Something exactly, close but. to it. Yeah. It's not something like wind, you know. Right. Or Cheyenne or something fucking, you know, somebody <laughs> somebody who'd love horses, you know. Uh, so uh, th- this was all to tell you. So I'm watching Who Discovered America, okay. right? And a commercial comes on and it's uh, it's like this really vivid, like well shot wilderness imagery, like during blizzards and stuff. And okay. like there's these men traversing and it, it, it like looks like one of the most dramatically shot documentary style things you've ever seen in your life sure men and, and women men, just trying to outwoke you men and women no there were only men there were only well here's the thing i don't know what they i don't know what they are so but thank they, you they appeared uh they, <laughs> oh don't don't do that <laughs> well they had oh, stop. i'm gonna i'm gonna i still i'm just trying to help <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know they're men. I'll tell you why I know they're men. Because, uh, so, and then, so there's all this imagery. And then, uh, all of a sudden, you hear a narrator start ripping a Robert Frost poem where he's like, The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep. And miles to go before I sleep. And you're like, what the fuck is this? And, and then miles it was, to go before I sleep. And it was an advertisement for the reality television show Mountain Men, where these Shut fucking, up. where these fucking old yokels like survive in the woods with a camera show. So first things first, that's why it's men. But I laughed, <laughs> I laughed, and Jenna came downstairs with me laughing. I laughed at that in a way where I think Jenna thought the quarantine broke me, because I was like, <laughs> that's the funniest using one of the most creatively artistic pieces of anything to have ever existed to describe something so fucking insanely stupid yeah. as mountain men i just oh god I, I could take it i could just watch marathons of that like as maya angelo used to say <laughs> you may cut me with your eyes you may kill me with your hatefulness but like air i'll rise Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) Watch watch these fat fucks on Pawn Stars scam gambling addicts. Maya Angelou. It's I I couldn't think of a funnier (laughs) a funnier thing to do. Can I just tell you quickly before you keep going about uh, you talk about a laugh? I do not know what it is about you that closes (laughs) and opens. (laughs) Only something in me understands. E. E. Cummings. Watch American Pickers, where these two hillbillies, one of which is actually related to Cy Amundsen's mom, get treasures from hoarders. Are they really? Is one of them related to your mom? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Here's the thing that you don't know about my mom, but she she comes from some sort of like far sprawling web 
of hill people that she is related to like a shocking amount of people but yeah that guy's last name is wolf one of the one of the pickers last name is wolf and that's my grandmother's maiden name but like our whole lives my mom we'd be like in montana on vacation at a diner and you just hear some guy go like, hey, hey there, Jeff Wolf. And my mom would go, Wolf. And before you know it, they're having like a family tree meeting. She's just related to everybody. But yeah, she's, re- she's related. to. That's far from my point to this stupid bit, but she's related to that guy, I think. I remember I was out at a diner with my dad once and somebody goes, Steve? And then we got up and left really quickly. <laughs> I don't know if they were looking for him or what had happened, but. Yeah, they were. That guy's name was <laughs> Detective something. <laughs> yeah, right. Agent, what was that again? Wolf, you say? <laughs> I went into Fleet Farm for something, which is a, uh, well, it's a lot of things. It's like a lumber yard slash hunting, sporting goods, all that stuff. I've always said, and here's the thing, I love Fleet Farm. I yeah. love it. But I would say... Fleet Farm is like if a misogynistic homophobe built a Walmart. <laughs> I want wood and I want Carhartt clothes. And you, if you want to put some of those circus peanuts up front, fucking fine. If we could also, if you could, uh, just to make sure everybody knows what I do like, it's a woman. So if we could get some <laughs> pink camouflage titty covers, what are they called? Bras? Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's get some pink titty covers and fuck it. Throw a pink gun in there so they'll come in and buy my food for me. You know, make it think there's something for them. Hey, hey, and let's call it, let's call it no gays allowed. Jeff, I honestly don't think that's going to work. All right, Fleet Farm. Let's go with Fleet Farm. <laughs> I had, uh, Sam, my manager, got me a fanny pack type thing for treats for Poe. And then also a bungee leash. Nice. And a, like a vest or what, like a, now I can't think of the name of it, but it's like. Like a harness vest. Harness vest. Thank you. And so I was walking around the house and I just kept walking in when Olivia was talking with her friends and I would go, have you seen my dog? And I had all the (laughs) stuff on. And I was just dragging an empty harness. So anytime, (laughs) anytime I heard her doing something on her phone, I would just go, hey, have you seen my dog? Just like losing my mind. And so I go into Fleet Farm. (laughs) I have to get something. And you talk about a laugh that made Jenna think that you had, that uh, quarantine had broken you. Yeah. I was looking at grills. And this guy goes, you can, uh, he kept repeating the last thing he would say. He'd go, you can smoke uh, red meat on here with wood pellets, wood pellets. (laughs) You can, (laughs) you can smoke a pork shoulder and salmon, salmon. I mean, it was just like unreal. So finally I figured he was trying to get me to laugh and that's why he was repeating it. So I did the clown laugh. Remember the clown uh, guy? Had, home yeah, director. I did yeah. uh, <laughs> like that laugh, and it was everyone stopped and turned. I think it's great. I turn to leave. Olivia has just walked in, all that shit on, and goes, "Has anyone seen my dog?" And I almost fell down laughing. It was so goddamn funny. <laughs> So she's incredible. Yeah. That's amazing. She was waiting in the car and timed that out. 
Well, I don't know if she timed it out, but she put all the stuff on dragging a harness across the parking lot and then just walks in. Has anybody seen my dog? Oh, it's great. When I uh, got broken up with when I was younger, uh, my best uh, my best friend Joel came up to see me and I was I was watching Evan Almighty. I might have told parts of this on the show before, but I was watching Evan Almighty in my underwear but then I had on multiple hooded sweatshirts over the top of one another. <laughs> and so that became my methodology whenever I was broken up with. And Joel, multiple years later, uh, when we lived up and worked up in Alexandria at this resort, we shared this little cabin. Yeah. And there was only one bathroom in the cabin. And the bathroom was in my bedroom. His bedroom was in the other part of the cabin. So every morning, he usually went to work before me. He would come in and piss in the bathroom while I was still sleeping. And that was like, that was like my summer alarm clock was like Joel's piss stream. And so he had been dating this girl and we found out, all his friends found out that he was cheating. She was cheating on him. So we basically bullied him into breaking up with her because he was like, I don't know, is she? And we're like, yeah, dude, we... We, because we we found out at WeFest Country Music Festival because she let some dude mash her in a tent real close to ours. <laughs> so it wasn't like we went on a very thorough investigation. Um, but so he was going over to her house to break up with her the night before, and he'd really liked this girl. And so I went to bed before he ever even came home. And the next morning, I was laying in bed, and I get woken up to the pee stream alarm clock. And I was like, hey, man, how did it go yesterday? And he goes, it went fine. I'm doing fine. I'm fine. And as he came walking out of the bathroom through our bedroom, he had on every coat and hooded sweatshirt he owned. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so fantastic. When you were telling the story about him peeing, is this, are you finished? No, I'm finished. Okay. When you, uh, God damn it, that's funny. When you were telling the story about him coming in to pee, it reminded me, I stayed at a buddy's house in LA once and I was like, I don't know, this is really nice and I don't know if I want to stay here because I don't want like to do something that you don't like and get mad at me. And he goes, nothing you can do will upset me. We're friends. Oh no. I know. Challenge. Yeah. So the day before I left, I turned off all the air conditioning, brought a plastic bag into the bathroom, shit wiped myself put that in the plastic bag and just left the shit in the toilet and it was like 95 degrees in la and he was gone he was gone for another week no (laughs) all the air conditioning off and he called me and he goes uh nice try still love you (laughs) and then later on like six months later he told me he walked in and he had to stay at a friend's house for two days (laughs) (laughs) such a nightmare oh hey don't you have a reality show oh i do i i really do because when you were talking about mountain men i was like i feel like he has a you've told me about this i've only partially told you about it but i so and i credit where credit's due the the idea originated with my brother Okay. So I came, I came on as a producer and I'm shaping it up. And I, I, I think it is the best reality television show that would ever exist. Okay. Right? For right now, it's going to be called, let's call it Fantasy Island. Ooh. Now, I know that was already a show, a scripted show from the way back. Da plane, da plane. But I, 
<laughs> I don't have a better name for it yet. And maybe you and I can workshop one. Okay. That might be a fun part of this. I would okay. love to. So now you've never heard the idea, which will be fun for me. I know I've just I've just mentioned to you Correct. the the idea that I would this is how I'm gonna make all my money. Yes. So I'm gonna pitch it to you like you're a studio executive. Okay. I'm ready. So could you put your asshole hat on? Um I uh Imagine a beautiful Caribbean island. Okay, right? just one question here. How could we make this less beautiful and less of an island? <laughs> That's good. That's Thank good. Thank you. Very Thank you. in That's, character. Thank you no very problem. much. Okay. It's a beautiful island. It's got a gigantic mansion in it, right? Okay. And this mansion is just pure sex, baby. I mean, we're talking... Hot tubs in every room, yep. beautiful open spaces, all the food you could want, mirrors everywhere. It's like you just get in there and you're like, my stuff needs to be inside some stuff. Like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Or or something, put some stuff inside my stuff. It is this this island, this experience, the moment you get there, you're like, feed me grapes and just fuck me across that couch. Like it's, that's what this place. Excuse me, miss. Could you scratch the outside of my penis with the inside of your vagina? Thank yes, you. This, this place is pure sex. So now okay. the stage is set, right? Yep. 12 contestants. Okay. And this is a, somebody gets voted off every single week until there's one person left standing. It's a hybrid, a little bit of bachelor, a okay. little bit of little bit of survivor, right? A little bit sure. of both. Maybe a little bit of Big Brother because they're in a house. It's kind of you mashing them all together. Yeah. Here's the thing about the twelve contestants: eleven of them are gay. Okay. Interessante. One of them straight. Uh -huh. You tell the straight guy that if he makes it all the way to the end without anybody, the point of the show is to not get outed as straight. All the gay guys uh -huh. are trying to figure out who the straight guy is and kick him off the show. Okay. Sure. If the straight guy is able to convince everyone that he is not the straight guy and he lasts all the way till the final week, okay. he wins $5 million. I have an idea for now, the name. Now, are you ready for the hook? Okay. They're all straight. <laughs> 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 oh man i did not see that coming no oh, no listen to me Can you, and they're so and they're, funny and they're all like homophobes we're talking deep alabama western north dakota fucking ain't no ain't adam and eve it ain't adam and steve you're talking like the homophobes of homophobes so they all think that if they can convince these other 11 people that they think are gay that they're gay, they can win $5 million. So it's just 12 homophobes acting gay on camera for three oh. months. How do, we, how do we do it? How do we make it? Because I want to see this so badly. I don't know. I mean, I, I think the tough thing is here's, here's the risks you run with the show because, I, A, I think it's a hit. But you need somebody to buy it. You right. need somebody to put it on there. My two worries would be, one, I do want to be respectful of the gay community. And, sure, of course. Uh, and so you don't want them to be like, you got to make sure you don't pick guys who are being like offensive and stereotypical. And although that would be fun to watch as well, because they spent most of their time, you know, trying not to let people who love each other get married. Exactly. Uh, but so uh, the oh other thing God, you have to be Oh my God, this is such a funny idea. 
The other thing you have to be careful about is, and I'm willing to take this risk, but the odds that one of those 12 guys ends up murdering the show creators is not small. It's not small. I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you, when this airs week after week and all their family and friends that they've been talking shit yeah. about gay people to their whole lives see them, I, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a home run. So I'm willing, I'm willing to take name pitches right now. The only other one I have is called You're Out. Oh, because oh. you you get kicked out. You're also fictionally out as a straight man. Like there's yeah. there's 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 a, there's a lot of play on words there. But I'm I'm taking name pitches. For I sure. like I like outed. I like three guys die. Because <laughs> that for sure would happen. <laughs> like... What if they just What if they just call it three guys die, three guys go home, and six guys go on and start new lives. <laughs> I like, uh, let's see, hunting for show, butt fucking for dough. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. That's a good one. I don't know that we'll get that on TV, but that's very descriptive. Well, I'd like to go HBO with this thing and really let it turn up the heat a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know I'm not even part of it, but I, that's the hardest I've laughed in a couple months at Dude. anything that's ever happened. And Holy shit, thinking, that's a funny idea. Just think of it like with, like with The Bachelor, they send people on all these adventures and all those, like today... Right. Today we're going horseback riding and Lance is going to decide which one of you makes the the best horse gal or whatever shit they do. Just like, just put all these guys in. What I'd want, I want Jonathan Van Ness to host it. The guy from Queer Eye. Oh, I know. You don't, hey, come on. Oh, I suppose that was for other people, not me. That was for other people. Yeah, Yeah, he's He's the best. And all the, by the way, secretly and not secretly, but not boastfully, he's incredible to comedians. Yeah. Like has like put a, on a lot of shows with a bunch of comedians, but anyways, yep. have him host it. Really, really get this thing running. And I, yeah, I think you know, just have a body shots night. Oh please, <laughs> please, please, please. You know what? Uh, I was at a uh, bachelor party in Wisconsin Dells, and there were a bunch of like hot dogs there, guys that would be perfect for your reality show. And I have, people don't know this about me, but I have one of the biggest belly buttons in the history of the world. When I, like, when I get out of the lake and I sunbathe on my back, the water gets warm in my belly button and you could actually put tea in it. I mean, it's like, (laughs) it's a great belly button. And it's not because... Is that great? Well, no, no, it's not, it's not because of being chubby. It's just so wide because I don't know if my dad used a fucking spoon to cut the umbilical cord (laughs) and just dug in. I don't know. I don't know if he thought there was somebody else's checks he could write in my stomach, but he really went for it. We're talking about we're talking about straight people uh, turning out to be gay. I definitely thought that was going a different way. You're like, yeah, I got this stretched out belly button because I just couldn't admit who I was for a really long time. And <laughs> it's my prosthetic vagina. Yeah. So, but so we're at Wisconsin Dells, and I think it's super funny to pour, I order a shot and then I lay down in the bar and take my shirt off and pour the shot into my, now some of it spilled, but I poured it into my belly button and mm-hmm. I was like, who wants it? And this guy, of course, you know, just all orange, all bright orange on, he goes, you take that gay shit out of here. And I just so drunk, I go, you know, what's gay shooting an unarmed deer. <laughs> and then all these heads turn, but I know I'm at a bachelor party with so many strong people behind me. It was awesome. It was really fantastic. 
And it is, it is, that is a pretty, because what he means by gay is like, those guys mean it as like weak, sissy, effeminate, non-manly. And then they, then they put on a, a bright color and go out into a field and shoot something that doesn't have thumbs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. I mean, listen, I know that people have to shoot deer, but and I, by I, the way, I love to eat deer. I I was raised in a household where we never bought store bought, we never ate store bought meat. It was deer, elk, pheasant, bear. Like it's we sure. we were raised like one of these fake Robert Frost mountain men. But <laughs> we would dig into that fucking bear casserole, and my dad would go, "Be whatever you want. If you're gay." <laughs> You can still eat some of this bear. Like, there's no, there is no, it's, it's absurd. It's absurd <laughs> to not parse those two. Well, I, I agree, too. I mean, people have to shoot deer. Otherwise, there would be just deer. Yeah, and we don't need them to evolve because we've been doing fucked up shit to deer for a long time. And if they over multiply and start to evolve, I'm not ready for deer war. I don't need... Someone with hands and antlers coming at me. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Let's yeah. power ranking of animals that I don't think should get hands. Sharks. Right. And honestly, deer are number two. Deer are number, maybe bees. I don't know. I, bees would like, because, you know, you can swat a bee away, but if they were able to grab and hold on to you while they sting, I yeah. think that'd be a pretty tough bummer. That'd be horrible. I'm allergic to bees. Oh, I yeah, have an like 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 me. like my girl allergic. Like if you and me went to the pool and you got stung by a bee, I'd have to be crying at your funeral. Well, I actually maybe I so if I get stung in the hand, I can watch the white go up my arm, so it's kind of like a fuse. And if it ever gets onto like my uh, into my chest, then I have to go to the hospital. Interesting. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Sounds true. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I tell you the truth when we're having this great talk? That's a really good point. Thank you. Point is, uh, yeah, my brother Greg and I, the Amundsen brothers, we're gonna we're gonna take that show to air. Probably become crazy rich, and probably also have a lot of people hate us. Uh, on honestly, I'm thinking on both sides of the spectrum. But you could get the production company and the network to buy the island under yeah. your name because you're producers. Ooh. Then, as soon as everyone hates you, just move to that island. Yeah, you and I, let's take our, well, not families. I was going to say, let's go to that sex island. But, you know, let's take our significant <laughs> others. Let's just go to, let's go to our sex island. I love it. I love it. I love me a good sex island. I love me a good sex island, too. All right. Well, that's pretty much all I have. Okay. Well, it was nice talking. Sorry that we had to do FaceTime today. It's all right. It's, uh, what was that guy's name? The cable guy, Trevor? Well, I'm not going to say his name because he's a real person and he was nice I to know. me, but it was weird that he butterfly kissed my shoulder. I, I'm willing to bet that his wife works at the Casey's gas station. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, you and I did a fundraiser for the Helium Comedy Clubs and uh, Good Nights in Raleigh, North Carolina. And it was uh, basically like the newlywed game. And yeah. we, were, we were up against uh, just some wonderful, wonderful people. And Tommy, Tommy John again. Tommy yeah. John again. Tommy John again is the one that invited us all. He put it on, and yep. uh, man, that was I had so much fun. And John again te texted me afterwards, and he was like, "Sorry if that ruined your quarantine." And I'm like, "I haven't done shit. 
That was so much fun. I was literally gonna say I would play that game immediately again. That was more fun. I've been on actual Zoom shows where like, come yeah. do stand up, and you're like, hey, I would rather have someone step on both my nuts right now. Like that was, <laughs> I thought it was really, and my family watched it upstairs in a separate quarter, and they True. thought it was great. Yeah. Well, I, I just thought it was neat because it's something different, and it's still a vehicle to be funny if you wanted. Now, here's something that wasn't funny. One of the questions was who I thought would play you in a movie. God damn and I, it. I picked Ashton Kutcher. Yes, you did. Because he's, see he's from the Midwest, tall, handsome, pretty much at this point out of show business. Yep, and, very similar. <laughs> and, uh, and I thought for sure you'd pick that. And then you and then I realized how I had screwed up because then you picked Kevin Costner, the human. Yep. Favorite and I, I felt absolutely horrible. You know, the one that I was surprised by, the question I was surprised by, they asked if Chad were to to be a what what cartoon villain best describes you? Yeah. And I got to tell you, the process I went through to get to my final answer was based on things you've said and I know about you, but it would have hurt your feelings on a level. I was like, well, he's got body dysmorphia and he thinks he looks like an ape. Is Donkey Kong a cartoon villain or is he a video game villain? Everybody's like, video game doesn't count. So then I was next, I was like, well, what's the name of the guy who like is always trying to fight Popeye and sexually assault olive oil? And they're like, Bluto. Oh my God. So I stuck with Bluto for a while. And then I went from Bluto to uh, to the villain in Kung Fu Panda. Tai Long. Yep. And then uh, I also had Yosemite Sam in there as an option. Uh, and I, the Tasmanian Devil, just because, you, know, you know, you like to wreck stuff. Yeah, no, I understand that. And Tai Long was a good one. I, I went with Jafar because we've spoken about him on the podcast. And before. you sing about it a lot. And when you said Jafar, I was like, that makes a ton of sense. I was going to say, but even with those two wrong answers, we are the champions, my friend. The daddies brought home the title. And we'll keep on fighting. Till the end. I don't know if you opened the chat. Uh, there was a chat aspect that you could look at every once in a while from all the people that were there watching the show. Uh, and they were saying a lot of fun stuff. But it was like one in four or five was like, hey, time to take a shot at Cy and Chad because that's what our fan base does. One yeah. of them said you looked like Burt Kreischer's <laughs> older brother. I know. And then, and then one lady said... Then one lady said, oh, God, what what was it? It was like, oh, are any of these hot guys putting out? And then that same person wrote hot guys and Chad. Um, the last thing I want to tell people is we everybody keeps bothering us, uh, not bothering reaching out. And, and like I've said, I, uh, I do a bad job of answering stuff during the quarantine. I'm pretty sure. self uh, self focused right now. But everybody, like, they keep asking when we're going to do another shirt, when we're going to do another shirt. We've been getting it for a while, especially since we took the Uncle Ronnie shirt down. Yeah. Uh, and then my uh, brother, Jess, the incredibly talented Jess, who's done all our artwork so far, sent us after we did the back-to-back -back Mouse War episodes. <laughs> he sent us a Mouse War design for a t-shirt, and it is fucking incredible it's so it is good. two little mice in civil war outfits with bayonets and knives and the word mouse war so we're gonna take this next week 
to get a link put together and get a situation figured out. And then we're going to, looks like we're going to sell a mouse war shirt, right, Chad? Absolutely. And we are going to get back to, I learned it. As soon uh, as size body's better. Well, you know, I mean, there's there's stuff going on in our lives, even though we're in quarantine. We have other shit going on. I decided to get a dog, which <laughs> I forgot requires all your attention all the time. Oh, boy. And you know what? Can I tell you something? Sure. I don't think you're capable of it. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I gotta go. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. <laughs>